0: My hope is found in God alone and we will trust in him in God
1: Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all here this morning. If you uh, bow your heads with me, we'll have a word of prayer, and we'll get started with our worship. God, it's good to be here. Thank you uh, for this time um, that you've given us to come together, dear Lord, to worship, to sing praise to you, to gather around your table, and to hear your message this morning, dear Lord. I pray that everything that we do and we say here today is a blessing to you, dear Lord, that you can look down on us with a smile on your face today. We love you and thank you for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. O oh Lord God of Israel, there's no God like you in heaven or earth below. O oh Lord God of Israel, there's no God like you in heaven. Keep your covenant of love, your covenant. Oh for some. the lowly Jesus, no, not one, no, not one. None else could heal all our souls' diseases, no, So high.
2: this morning is from Colossians 1 9 through 14 and so from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in, his, in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. stand while we pray this morning. Most gracious and heavy Father, I want to thank you for this day that you bless us with. I thank you for being with us and watching over us. I ask that these services that we bring to you this morning are pleasing to you and uplifting to you. I ask that you be with Jamie as he brings a sermon this morning and watch over us bless each and every one of us here. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.
1: There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Bring it out, ring it out. It will give them courage new, it will help them to be true. Bring it out, ring it out. saving grace, make it known in every place. Bring it out, bring it out. Help the needy ones to know Him, from whom all blessings flow. Bring it out, bring it out, bring out the Word. Sweep away till shall dawn a better day. Ring it out, ring it out, till the sinful world be won for Jehovah's mighty Son. Ring it out, ring it out, ring out the word for land and sea. Still far from Jesus, name, King. I worship and I say I lift your holy name upon
0: high
1: I worship and adore. And we sing, we We lift her holy name. Thank
3: 1010 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abund- abundantly. I think about this and I think about what happens through us through the week. Um, the thief comes and he attacks. He doesn't attack, you know, when we're expecting He attacks through the week when we're not expecting when we're not strong, we're not around each other. And he comes and it says, steal, kill, and destroy. But that can mean ultimately a bunch of different things. You know, what's he stealing, what's he's killing, what's he's destroying? And I think a lot of that is what's is dividing, you know? I think the thief does a great job at dividing us, dividing Christians, dividing people, dividing, you know, whether that be who we are as people, who we root for on the football field, who we, what school we go to, what color we are, just who we are as all individuals, what, even what nationalities we are. And I think he does a great job of doing that all week long. And I think as, I, as, as what we're getting ready to do here, I think about what Jesus did. You know, it says, I. When I read that, it wasn't talking about me. You know, I was quoting Jesus. And Jesus says, I came that they, that us, may have life and have it abundantly. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to succeed, you know. He's not saying succeeding financially or succeeding on the football field. He's saying, I want you to succeed in life, and I want you to succeed together. I'm not here to destroy you guys. I'm not here to destroy, you You know, what we are. And as I think about what we're going to do right now, I think no other time was Jesus obvious in showing that in this time because he brought everyone together. He brought his closest together, you know, and there were people sitting there next to him that – weren't on his side, you know? And there were people that didn't act like him and think like him completely, you know? one of all individuals, but he brought them all together to do one thing, together. And I think as we're preparing to do this, we do it not only for our eternal lives, but we do it for each other. And we're stronger that way, and we're better that way. And I think if we would be able to do that and take this what we're doing right now and let that continue to go on tomorrow, and Wednesday and Friday. I mean, just think how much stronger and better, you know, we would be. How much better Southern Ohio would be. So much better Ohio and the nation would be. You know, if we weren't sitting around arguing about who you voted for and worried about ultimately where you're going to be at. So, if you can bow with me, dear only Father, I just again we're so thankful we have this chance together to come together, Lord. Come together as you intended as you wanted us to be together, as one, as people that follow you, that love you. And, well, well, just, again, just very much love you, Lord. We're just so thankful that you ha- we have this opportunity. We're so thankful that you loved us, Lord, that you gave your son uh, to die on that cross. And as this emblem that we're getting ready to partake, it represents the body that, that was broken on that cross, Lord. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. course, the next part is the blood, um, the emblem that represents the blood that was shed on the cross. And I I think of (laughs) a friend of mine, when we were young, we we decided we were going to be blood brothers. And uh, of course, we were probably just in fourth or fifth grade at the time, and we were a little too scared to cut ourselves. We just decided to spit on our hand, and there we were blood brothers. But I thought about what we were trying to do at the time. You know, we were trying to Acknowledge the fact that we were, we were best buddies and we'd do anything for each other. And, and I think about the blood that, again, was shed that Jesus would do anything for us. And he'd die on a cross for us. Again, Lord, we're just so thankful that we have this opportunity, Lord, to, to come closer to you. And because of this blood that you shed for us, that we have a chance for eternal life. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Let's all stand. We'll sing these next couple songs together. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. With you as a precious jewel, Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all. In my cross, my shame rising up and I bless Your name. You are my all in all. When I fall down, You pick me up. When I am dry, You fill my cup. You are my all. Bible time this morning before Jamie's lesson uh, we'll sing Lord I lift your name on high Lord I lift your name on high Lord I love to sing your praises I'm so glad you're in my life and I'm so glad you came to save us you came from heaven to earth to show cross my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord I lift your name on high, Lord I lift your name on high, Lord I love to sing your praises, I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way, from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on. High. You came from heaven to earth to show the way, from the earth to cross, my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift
4: a discussion between me and a few of the students and a few others this past week about this massive vacancy right here and the camera issue on the back of your head. We're glad that you are here with us if you're not present, if you're online. But if you're here, you know, just over the next few weeks and months, maybe be stirred a bit to come. I use deodorant, (laughs) I shower in the morning, but you are a long way back and it's Sometimes feels a little bit scary up here, you know, it doesn't feel scary, I ain't scared of you, but it doesn't feel so warm sometimes. Just real talk for a moment, okay? So, so if you've been one who is prone to come up here, or if you think, hey, I want to encourage everybody, just come on up. And the folks online will realize there are actually people in the building today, There's people here. That camera makes some weird things happen, right Jacob? Or maybe we just, okay, never mind. Hey, so it's good to be here, um, January fifteenth, twenty twenty-three. Let's pray together, and we'll move on through the service. Father, thanks for this day, and God, I'm thankful people are here, even if they're not in the middle right here right now. But I'm we're just thankful to be together, be together in you. Thankful for your your love, your life, your heart poured out to us and through us and for us, God. And when we're together here, it's just good to be together. Thanks for the worship. Thanks for the encouragement of. Of Sean picking songs and coming with intent to allow you to use him, God, to stir us and renew us. And we know the truth and song is so good for us, God. And Father, now I pray that you would do what you do through this time. Um, I don't. I don't want us to waste this time. So pray that you would uh, make it better than what I could. Far better than what I could do with this on my own. And encourage us now in your Son's name. We pray. Amen so you know we've been going through this be real stuff the last few weeks and you heard the introduction I'm not going to do that again and if you want to wonder why I'm stealing a new app promo or whatever I blame it on Jacob Bo just kidding Bo um no we we, it, 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 we thought it would just be a great opportunity to really challenge us to the realness of what God has called us to the realness of being real here's the thing okay last week we talked about love we're going to, we're going to we're going to think and, and move in those ways. If, you, if you've wrestled with that, those places, you know, last week, all through this past week, thinking of how we could be more genuine in Him. What I would say about all this is that the only way that we can be real and genuine in life, and that's the thing we really want, the thing that keeps you from sleeping at night when you go to bed, the thing that you wrestle with whenever everything's falling apart is is that I am not... The genuine article, I am the battler, I am the struggler. How do I I get to real? And when we don't live this life in Jesus, the real life in Jesus, there's an imposter living out a life through us. Now we think we've chosen this life, but you really don't choose this life. There are lots of things at work in the world and society, Satan running things that just draw you and connect you and without much thought anymore. You can just be somebody that you don't even know. We talk often on campus in Bible studies or when we go to retreats about the power of advertisement. And we've said this here before, you know, um, in, like 15 years ago, they did research. And you know this if you listen, and you do. They thought there was between like four and 6,000 advertisements that you wrestle with a day like you don't even know what You're getting hit, getting hit, getting hit. And at four to 6,000, 3,000 to 5,000, whatever it is, you don't own your own thoughts at that many advertisements a day, you don't own your own mind. There are people living there rent-free. But they continued to research and found out that's not true. It's actually between sixteen and 20,000 advertisements you take in a day with no comprehension of most of them. You wonder why you're afraid. You wonder why you're scared. You wonder why you're angry. You wonder why you're bitter. You wonder why you're miserable. You wonder why lust cannot, you can't shake it off. Because you're taking in stuff all the time. So there's an imposter living in you. How free can you be when you're being constantly trained how to think? So you're living an alternate life. You're not, you're not living an alternate life. You're living a farce. You're living in a joke. God called you to be free, called me to be free, called us to have hope in him always. And we call ourselves those saved by Jesus, those who have no... Or, when this thing's over, yet we can't, how do we learn to just love? If you're a child of God and the Spirit of God is living in you, you there is no possibility, first of all, if, if you're not a child of God or if you're a child of God and not letting the Spirit run in you and live in you and do His thing in you, there's no way you can be love anyway. You can be right here, say I've been baptized, I've been in church forever, and if the Spirit of God is not developing agape love in you, that's what we talked about last week, you are not, you're not, you're not loving. And the only way that you can agape, as we talked about before, others, is if the Spirit of God wells it up in you, not once It's a total development of you. He's trying to develop you. He's trying to transform us by the renewing of our mind. That's what we talked about last week. This week, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit is joy. And this is a powerful one. But I need to tell you immediately that if you're going to grasp joy... From, this, from the most mature of us, the oldest of us, to the youngest and most immature of us. Or maybe I should say the oldest and immature and the youngest and the mature. We have a way of aging backwards spiritually sometimes. We're really on fire early on and then we just kind of wane and it's like, whatever. Just hang on and we'll get to heaven one day. Whatever, you know how this fits you. What you need to do today, and I feel very compelled in this. You need to be ready to change your thinking. Because if, if, if we grasp this joy thing well, it will change us. Well, I think we've heard it a lot, and we've never decided or never trusted God to do this in us, okay? So everybody seems to be looking for, this is what you would say, if you did research on this, if someone was talking to you on the radio, you listened to a podcast, they'd say something like this. Everybody seems to be looking for love, joy, peace, and the old country song in all the wrong places, Right? Go to a honky-tonk, you'll probably hear that song. I don't recommend it, but you know, I, uh, that song has been a pretty popular song over the years, supposedly. A, so, so we look at, we're looking in all the wrong place. We're looking for what you can buy, how, how much you can have accumulate, what the imagery looks like of your life, what your bank statement says. And lately, as you know, 2008, it took a beating, but 2020, it's all falling apart. So the, so so mankind as a whole but specifically western culture more specifically america you're in a happiness crisis they say that happiness in the united states is at a low that it hasn't been since before the great depression or during the great depression close to 100 years right we are more miserable than we've been in like 100 plus years, and everybody keeps chasing it everywhere else. Well, I need to describe something or deal with some terminology really quick before we press further. When we talk about happiness based on society, based on the world's terms, we're talking about a word that finds its root in happening, right? Right? happening. If this goes well for me, all will be good. If, if, if the stocks go up and I got my money riding on it, the new sports betting's out, how much money are you playing with for free, right? All that's rocking. I'm good. My girlfriend loves me. My wife's doing well. My friends are okay. Job's good. All's good. The test didn't come out outright. I need to come back to the hospital. Can't seem to get your eye. Everything seems to not be right. Then all of a sudden happenings around us Start making us not feel so happy anymore. There's a felt sense that comes with the world's happiness. As long as things are happening well, we are good. But when things don't happen well, that felt thing in us starts to fall apart. Our mental health tanks. Our spiritual health tanks our relational health tanks we can't help but stress and worry and anxiety creeps up and those those advertisements we don't even know we're taking in you should be afraid you should be afraid you should be afraid you're probably you probably stink nobody probably loves you on and on and on but god has a different thing in mind and we need to do an exercise here real quickly That we, We had to go through this first so we can drop our guard a bit, maybe take off the template of what we think so we can really see a bit of what joy really is. So I need all of you, just for a moment, to imagine. Imagine what, in your mind, don't wonder what Jamie thinks or anybody else. What do you think? Maybe you need to close your eyes for this. Maybe you need to stare off for a moment. I need you to imagine what God looks like. Not to you. I mean, not to somebody else. Not a painting, not whatever. What do you think God looks like? I'm going to give you about 10, 15 seconds here, okay? I had an acquaintance who went through a a project. They were going to be using an image of God that they would come up with. Had some artists working on it. And uh, it was going to be used on a lot of publications and, and things like that, some artwork and some things they were doing, classes and stuff. And, and um, so they had an artist come up with this image of God, and they took it. Their, their, um, their panel was the children that, uh, of, their, of them and their peers and stuff like that. So they'd bring their children together, and they would say, how does this fit? And they would say, ugh, mean. Ooh, that's, uh, they wouldn't tell them it was the image of God. They said, tell us how you feel about this. Oh, he's mean. That man's ugly. I don't want to, I don't trust that man. <laughs> so they go back to the drawing board and come back. Uh, he's ugly. He's not very nice. And they kept going back, going back, going back, going back. And eventually, they came back with this image of a, of a rounded mouth that's up in a bit of a smile, not a big smile, just a little smile. We don't want to blow our minds right now of God actually laughing soft eyes, a little twinkle, put it before the kids, and they said, who does this look like? And one little girl just walked over and gave the picture a kiss. I said, that looks like God. What is your image of God? Now I need to step back a little bit further and say this. Your, any child's first image of God is mom and dad, and most often it stays that way. Psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, counselors, whatever, chase it down. First image of God, and this is why it's so important that parents get this thing. The first image of God is your, par- that your parents. God trusts you, parents. Trust you to be his what advocate? to your children, his children, your kids, your raising. And if Dad's a tyrant, and mom's not very loving. And then you grow up believing that God's a tyrant and not very I don't have to go into this. We know how this works. We know how all the psychology and the, the difficulties play into our lives. And so often we never, ever, ever allow that, that core belief. We never allow it to be changed by Scripture. We just go to Scripture day after day and read the same thing. Meany pants, meany pants, meany pants. My God can beat up your God. My God's tougher than your God. Oh, wait, I thought I heard this in, like, third grade. My dad's tougher than you. Oh, you still think God and your dad. Oh, wow. You've never grown up in your salvation or in your relationship to God or anyone else. So, so, so in this imagery, while we're trying to figure out what joy would look like, Paul writes in 1 Timothy, okay, what, I'd, I'd like to ask you what your image of God looked like because I know us pretty well. And some of you have a real joyful, correct image of God. Some of you are, for, are afraid to even think about what he might look like. Well, we don't, we're not supposed to think about God. No one knows what God looks like. Yes, we do. We're given Jesus right in our face. You've seen me. You've seen the Father. He's the exact rec- representation. First Timothy, Paul's talking about this great gospel that he's been given. And he said the law is not made for the righteous. And he goes on this little spiel here about who it is made for, those who sin, those who do some horrible things, 1 Timothy 1.11. And then he says, but whatever, and, and he says, and for whatever else is contrary to healthy doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. And it says this, conforms to the glory, concern, concern, conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. And he uses the word, "blessed," God. And it's the same word in Greek. That it's Markios. Mar, 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 it's a word that's used in blessed are the poor in spirit in Matthew 5. And the word broken down simply means blessed and or happy. Have you ever thought of your God being happy? Oh, I know now that we say it. <laughs> We should have thought about it. should have crossed my mind. You don't do all of this and make all of this and not be kind of happy. But the, but the real word, the, the, the real when we try to grab what joy really is, you look at, at this verse, you look back in, 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 in Matthew, at the, at the Blessed are the Four Spirit," there's a, 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 it's different than the world's happening. It's a joy or a blessed happiness that is because Jesus has given it to you and your life is greater than all the circumstances that might pile into it. You with me so far? Your life is greater. Your joy and happiness is deeper. It's not happening It finds its fullness in Jesus. It is a Christian word. It is a God word. It is a God-given word, not a world-ascribed or prescribed word. So your joy is bigger than your circumstances. That's what he's trying to talk about here, what he's saying here. When he says the fruit of the Spirit is love and then joy. The fruit of the spirit is trying to do, the spirit is trying to develop something in you. And what's trying to develop in you is a hope and a life and a fullness. As you've heard people say, Christians should be the happiest people in the world. And we've, we've, we've changed that and said the most joyful people in the world. Because we have actually dared to say that joy is only, only, only the reality that you're going to be in heaven one day. <laughs> no, sorry. Joy is so much deeper than that. Yes, It finds its strength in that, that Jesus saved you. But joy is the fullness of all he's trying to bring, so that no matter what you're going through, you know who you are. You know life can be and will be different in a blink if you just hang on. We would say things, Christians should be the happiest people in the world. Oh, no, joy, because we can't think about happiness. But I'm telling you, you have a God intended for you to be happy, based on his terms, not the world's. Not happening, everything happening your way so you'll feel good, but a happiness that's rooted deeply in him so that no matter what comes, you know who you are and you can laugh, you can hope, you can breathe in every moment that he brings. And you know the people who live this way, you either think they're crazy or you know they love Jesus and they're really close to him. You want to believe they're crazy because you don't live there, but you actually know the truth. There were two men in a hospital bed. Uh, This is, um, maybe some of you have read this before, paraphrasing. It's from the essay, uh, an essay. It's called The Window, (laughs) an essay called The Window. Um, They both had to lay flat on their backs. The man by the window... In hospital bed recovering man by the window they would raise him up for an hour a day and during the hour every day that he was he was raised into a seating position he would look out the window and describe everything he saw first the man beside him found it annoying because he couldn't see out the window oh wow look at this it's a beautiful spring day trees are budding birds are flying there's some little girls down there walking by the pond and there's some ducks quacking along and they're chasing the ducks away Oh, another day, there's some kids playing frisbee in the park. You know, mom and dad and kids are taking kids for a walk. Oh, there's a meeting at a picnic table. It looks like a business meeting during lunch. And every day he would tell the story. And the man beside him began to long for the hour every day. Because it got him out of the mundane sitting in recovery, seeing nothing. But as he began to like hearing the story, he began to resent That he did not have the bed by the window. You know the story. How often we live the story. So one night, the man in the bed by the window began to cough, and choke. He'd been having difficulty in his recovery. The, The call button dropped to the floor, and he couldn't reach it. And the man beside him decided, or you know, oh, you know, I'm pretty sleepy. And he's thinking in his mind if he's not there anymore maybe I'll get the bed by the window the next morning comes around the nurses come in and find the man by the window dead passed in the night the man appropriately in his mind waits a day or two you know before he says hey maybe I could have that bed by the window and so they move him to the bed by the window he bides his time opens the blinds and it was facing a brick wall Just a blank brick wall. No lake, no pond, no birds, no ducks, no kids walking around. His joy was deeper than his circumstances. And the misery and the doubt and the bitterness of the heart that was not changed, moved to hope bigger than his circumstances, killed his own hope. (laughs) by not helping the man who was struggling by the door. And that is, if it's not the greatest image of what we do, we love to snuff out those who dream, wash out those who think bigger than us, hope deeper than us, instead of letting it change our belief in Jesus. We will make you think like us. It's the worst image of the church. When someone new comes in and they have a fire And burning in them. And someone says, just give it a few months. We'll make sure that goes out. Right? We'll make sure you're just like us. Miserable, measuring out your faith, measuring out your salvation, just hanging on, eking through. But Hebrews tells us different things. And here's the image Here's some images I threw up. Just thinking, what would you be, what would you do if you're facing a blank window? What do you do when your life is difficult? Where do you go when things are just miserable? Do you have a faith that sees bigger than what you're going through? I get a lot of experiences and on doubt, days that are kind of blah. Every now and then I go in these places. I don't have to. You guys are around, you know, and I family, friends. I mean, things are pretty good. When I need something extra, this is a little arch we're all sitting on we go to Spirit Fest every year. There's a crew there, and uh, you can have that picture if you want it. And then I love trees. Some people know that. Look at this cool picture in this tree, right? It's just a big hole in a tree. But, but my mind, you know, there's this cool feeling. And then there's some trees and, so, and a little arch there in Bryce Canyon. And this little, I love this little hut. I forgot the name of the family that built that hut. It's just outside Capitol Reef in Utah. And uh, maybe I'm in Honduras, maybe we're somewhere else in my mind, you know, my heart. What is your mind in your heart? I, I, I don't mean that I'm always doing well with this, but what I'm saying is uh, you have a lot going on in you, man, that never needs to be just kind of washed out into a blank window of nothing Proverbs 17, and this word cheerful cheerful is also translated into joyful or happy. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Man, you know, a crushed spirit dries up the bones of everybody around you too. (laughs) Does it not? A crushed spirit just has a way of sucking everything out of Everyone, but a, but, a, but a joyful heart in the Lord has a way of giving hope. And that's why the fruit of the Spirit is joy, because you can't give anything but God in you, Jesus in you, can give incredible joy and hope. And then Hebrews, the Hebrews writer captured this cool thought. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And listen to what he says here. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And, and, it, and when, when you ask Jesus what the joy was, what was this deep what in you? He would say the thrill of knowing heaven was going to have you there. The thrill of knowing that now and eternally you were one with me. I in, yeah. And they says, so consider him who endured such op- opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. But here's the thing about joy, okay? We get, I, I think we get, do we get a little bit what it really is? But, a, but, a, but a, here's a deeper truth about joy. If you're going to hang out in joy, then here's an indicator of those who are, is that joy becomes you. Joy becomes you. You become it. You, you can't fake it till you make it. Those days and those self-help books, man, and all those kinds of things that you can read online, so those days you should have those long gone in your mind, and your heart. You can't will yourself into a better day. Yeah, it's nice to smile. It's nice to sometimes just smile even when you don't feel like smiling because somebody else might be moved by, it, encouraged by, it. but we're talking about being real here. And the realest life you can live the most loving life you, you can live is to lay your life down and allow the Spirit of God to, to just well up in you and grow you in love and grow you in joy that you, as a child of God, have every reason to not just go, you know, this is a pretty good day. <laughs> it's funny to me that what, what we do in a church service, and we think it's joyful, it's weird to me that we sit here quietly and no one's going, that's right, that's really cool, I like that, because we got to be decently in order. Joy is no part of this thing. It is nowhere near welling up in us, and a real test of the fruit of the Spirit of God is when you can't keep your mouth shut, because God is so good that i got to say something about it, and I smile, my eyes light up. It's not fake, not an Instagram post, you know, the one where their face is good, but their eyes don't smile, you know, those weird things. You no, know, the real stuff all the way through and through. And that's the call of him. It becomes you. That's what Paul in prison can wrestle with this thing. But here's what, what he captures in Romans 14. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Joy. Happiness. Happiness. You serve a God that actually knows his stamp on you. is supposed to actually be approved approved of by the world. What? I I mean, yeah, let's come to sunshine. Come to whatever church. We look like those. I have a friend who used to say Christians look like those who suck on lemons and actually think God would want to. You know, that God would want to trust you with people coming there to church. You look like you're always sucking on a bunch of lemons. You're always pruned up and all like, oh man, God is good. Don't you know He's good? It's like something bitter, something weird, always miserable, stone faced. No joy, no happiness whatsoever. Don't you know what's going on around me? Yeah, I do. Do you remember Paul? He's in prison, he wrote four letters, from one time in prison. And, in, and in, in, in Philippians, every chapter he talks talks about joy, rejoice, joy, rejoice, joy, rejoice, joy, rejoice. I mean, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. But he didn't need anybody to tell him about it. He believed it. He didn't even remind him about it. And so he's in prison, house arrest, however you want to say this. And he's, and he's talking about all that's going on. Yodi and Syntyche can't get, can't get along. The church is battling here and there. Why can't you get along? Oh, man, I'm so thrilled. Did you know that me being in prison is actually promoting the gospel? Yeah, but Paul, you don't have any freedom. Are you kidding me? I am totally free. I'm completely free. I have this deep abiding joy in Jesus, and I'm thrilled Why? Because, man, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I know this. Life is bigger and joy is bigger than my circumstances every day. And joy is, what's interesting is that joy is a uniquely Christian, and this happiness, this thing we're talking about, is a uniquely Christian word, trait, characteristic. You only get this. You only get this from Jesus. You're not getting it anywhere else and you cannot make yourself agape you cannot make yourself be joyful one of the, the greatest travesties of all of these advertisements and everything else that some of our parents handed down to us is that we think if we just put our head to the our ear to the whatever to the grind i don't know what that is if we just try harder if we work a little harder if we just develop some good habits You're going to get it done. you got to do it yourself. And Jesus is going, man, what a mess you are. Keep promoting that in my church. Keep promoting that. See how much we just keep pushing the world further and further from God. What Jesus says is there's no way, no way you will ever be right in me until you yield and I live up in you. I come to life in you and I develop this agape and I develop this joy in you. And he says that my joy may be in you. And your joy may be complete. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Agape, right? Only comes from him. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love, I've told you this. I told you this, so that my joy, my joy can be in you, and your joy will be full. You're not getting it anywhere else. You didn't get it because you showed up here today. You're not getting it at the supermarket. You're not going to get the right place in line. You're not going to beat whoever to wherever you're going to eat. Yes, I'm so happy right now. And I'm in my favorite clothes. Looking to walk in and eat my favorite meal. Now you get it because He willingly, graciously loves giving it and he's happy about it. And so today and this week, here's what we really need to step into. We need to trust that joyful joy comes from him and if you profess to be a child of God and Jamie professes to be a child of God and I don't demonstrate that, man, I am like, wow, I don't deserve this, I'm living on house money, My life is free debt is paid. Yes, there are some struggles. Something hurts. Something's weird. Things aren't going right. Bills need to be paid. Whatever. There's some things you're never taking from me. I am free in him. I have hope in him. I have life in him. I am thrilled in him. And he is using me even in the moments that I struggle to serve and to love and to bless others. There is no life like that. You aren't getting that anywhere. So when you battle this week and you struggle this week, and you want to whine and pout and cry this week. Do it. But do it with joy. Do it with a thrilled heart. Do it with knowing that even in my whining, okay, and before long your whining will stop. Because you'll be like, how can I live in joy and whine when God despises whining? (laughs) But we're talking about being real. So step into the realness of this. Understanding this is who I am, but he's not leaving me here. He wants to develop joy in me. So I'm not going to fake that I'm not pouting. I'm not going to fake that I'm not whining. I'm not going to fake whatever. I'm going to be genuinely me surrender and let him start developing all this in me if you're here today and you're struggling man in any way with this and aren't we all struggling with this we are the most unhappy most unhappy people since before or during the great depression we cannot feign we're not struggling with this the statistics are in if you want hope with this you have it If you want help with the hope with this, our elders, if you wanted to come forward, they would encourage you and bless you. You could text them, call them, whatever, Tim, myself, we would help you in any way. If you're not a son or daughter of God today, this hope, this joy, this incredible joy because of what Jesus has done for you is available to you. If you've not been immersed into him, why don't you come while we stand and sing.
1: As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to work.
3: Thinking up there, is laughing. <clears throat> what are they going to think of if I show up again up here? And I thought, it made me think of Ralph. And do you remember when we'd start singing and we, we weren't singing very well, and Ralph would say, "Hold oh, on, stop. Let's do this over again." What if I thought, what if I got up here and say, "Hey, okay, we didn't do communion well enough. We're doing it again." So now I, I, I thought communion went pretty well. So um, <laughs> um, just want to take a couple uh, minutes here just to kind of go over some. I enjoyed the communion part a lot better than the finance part of this. Um, just to talk a little bit about the finances, um, as you know, Eric um, and myself are the deacons over the treasury. Uh, I'll give Eric the full credit on this. He pres- he got this all together and worked been working hard to get this. Just a little presentation. We kind of wanted you to go over uh, as we begin to look at things. Um, again, we encourage all questions. Um, please come and ask if you have any questions, please ask us. Uh, the deacons, the elders, um, you know, if, any, if you ever have questions or want any more information. Now, I, Eric and I would like to remind you that we are truly just the messengers. Uh, we can tell you how the money was spent, but why the money was spent, we can get you to the right people. So uh, definitely think about that. Um, Jake, if you want to go on to, we only got six slides, so this is our budget for this coming year, okay? And remember the budgeting is just kind of what we're predicting What we're going to need this year so there's kind of an overview of what's what's to come go ahead jacob Um, again this is um, the 2023 the major categories Um, i'll talk about i won't get individual well with a little bit here but as you look at that the first thing you're going to notice is is the big payroll now remember that is payroll budgeted if we end up hiring someone else okay now I'm not here to answer those questions you can address them as appropriately and I we've there been discussion and I don't know what's to hold and we can continue to pray but I I want you to look at that and not think oh my goodness we're giving over half our money to Jamie you know no that's budgeting if we do more so that's what we've got the budget if that graph was to see what it actually was it's definitely a lot less and um, you know and again that's something we just continue to pray on some of that's just completely out of our hands you know I mean it costs. I'm sure you're I'm sure you got the famous letter from Bill Aug as well so you know everything else just keeps going up and electric goes up and and um, you know and we pay for electric and utilities here and campus ministry and it's just some of those costs are just set and as again as your your uh, your budget increases so does the churches uh, go ahead Jacob um just wanted to show what some of the things we're doing, okay? You know, outside of our normal. Uh, these are some of the things that uh, the community, we've been trying to be involved in the community. Uh, you know, like Noble Farms, uh, we had a good turnout this year. Uh, the sale, you know, the, the yard sale over the summer, uh, the coats for kids, the pancakes breakfasts, the concession stands. Uh, I think they do, I know, at least one through football. Um, and then we're looking for more community involvement. Um, I think we all, as deacons and elders, and, and Jamie and Tim, would be say, "Hey, if you've got suggestions, or, or um, we'd love, we'd love to have them. You know, if there's some worthy causes or things you'd like for us to maybe get involved with, uh, please come and ask. Um, you know, I, over the years that I've worked with the elders, I mean, it's been very rare that you guys have said no. You know, they're always looking for things. But I will say this: if you're going to Put your foot up and or hand up and say, hey, I think you guys need to do this. Be prepared that that you might be asked to help to do those things. Uh, we need help. Uh, it's it's not easy uh, doing a lot of these things. The deacons work really hard and we have other jobs and times committed. So uh, we'd love suggestions, but we but be ready to be prepared that we'll probably say, okay, well, show us, lead the way, show us how. Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, these are some of the things that we do with the youth. Uh, time school, House Mills, um, you know, I think, what, we have how many years now with House Mills? Yeah. It's funny, uh, you know, my kids have, church camps have been huge for years for them and uh, grew up there, and uh, Grant, he, I, I, I'll embarrass him just a second, uh, Grant comes back every year from House Mills, and he, he has a great, great week and loves it, but he, and he said, he said, Dad, it's just so much fun, he said, he said I know my heart will always be with Fort Hill, But I love Hal's Mills, all the new things. So uh, he's he's already arguing back there. He didn't say that. He said something like that. I may have paraphrased a little bit. Um, But I I think our my point that I get to. I think our relationship's been great with them, and they've got some pretty neat activities they do through the year, and so maybe some chances to get more involved with them. Uh, Winterfest and Spearfest. I know you guys got back from Spearfest, and now we're gearing up for Winterfest, and that's a huge event. And um, I mean. I just, just the pictures and the stories and everything and any just grab someone who's ever been and I think you'll hear wonderful things about it. Uh, the Minford after prom, the father daughter gala, uh, game night, you know, just the little things that we do. Um, you know, Tim and, and Jamie uh, work really hard doing all that. And uh, I'm sure there would be more, you know, that to be welcome. Go ahead, Jacob. Is that it? No, no, no. There we go. Uh, uh, and these, these are things that we support, uh, that we go out above, you know, just our normal things. Uh, you know, Church of Christ, a disaster relief that was huge this year, uh, especially with all that went in Kentucky. It's pretty neat to what they, the, that group does. Uh, and that happens pretty quick. Uh, we, we support them on a monthly basis. And uh, man, when it's needed, uh, that, well, they're this there. And they get funds to people all over. And it's, it's a pretty neat organization. Honduras obviously you've heard Jamie speak many times and he's very passionate about that and speak to anybody that's been down there and you could hear the the passion they have for that and we do support them on a monthly basis hope for Haiti uh, of course if you heard me speak you know how how I feel about that um, our family's been supporting them for years and we do we support them monthly and we had uh, oh, it went blank on his name but we just had him a month or two Rob yeah, we just had him a month or so ago and he I think he gave a great presentation just not about hope for Haiti but just about giving, you know, and having that heart and having that love to do that. India we're still involved with them. Um Jason kind of still connects and Eric uh we've got um you know, we just got some connections there and we were just funny we were kind of talking about it and there's a newsletter up there that just been sitting there and uh, we have you know still really good things that I know Jason and Tom had started Well, I don't even know how many years ago, but several years ago. Uh, Middle Children's Home, of course, we take donations. Uh, I get a letter from them every every month just thanking us for our support. Uh, They're always very thankful. And just the other outreaches that we do. Uh, The ministry student assistance, we've done that in the past. Uh, Tyler, I think, was the last one. Is that right, Eric? Yeah. Um, And so those are things that the church does and steps up and helps in different situations. And like I said, our elders have a great heart. Um, you know, I mean, if there's, if you see anything that you would be more interested in, like I said, we're going to ask you to help. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here, I'll, I'll leave it to, uh, someone who's better able to quote scripture and things about giving, but you know, we, it, it takes it to keep going. It just really does. And it's not an easy thing to talk about sometimes and Jamie's right. It's not an easy time. Um, I, I, sorry, is, is this the last one, Jacob, or is there one more? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, well, that's kind of rolls right into, to what I'd have to say. This is the stuff we just can't control. You know, those are the things that, uh, that we just kind of budget and we put in and we hold our breath and we see where it's going to go next year. Um, I was impressed and I I think Eric, you know, with COVID, it just, just wasn't easy. It just wasn't easy on anyone, but I, I, I thought our hearts were still there. And even though we weren't here, and, and we we panicked a little bit or I know Eric and I did a little bit. It's like, what's this going to look like? How's this going to look? And you guys came through, you know, uh, we set up the uh, online giving uh, thanks to Jacob. And uh, that was that during especially COVID was, you know, and some people still still consider doing that. And it's something that I kind of, you know, us with a little gray in our beard, you know, we're used to giving little checks or checks and money, but, you know, Nowadays, it's just, uh, you know, get online and pay something or PayPal or Venmo or whatever. And uh, that just made it a lot easier. And it's something we just kind of probably should have done 10 years ago, but, uh, but you know, through COVID, we got that going and, and I think that paid off. But those are just things that we can't control. But again, like I said, through COVID, I was very impressed with, with how we stood up and helped out. So still need it. Uh, again, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask and Eric and I will gladly point you to the people who can answer, so.
2: Good morning. I won't be long we'll, we'll get out of here. just want to thank Aaron and Eric for all you guys do. I know it's not easy and we don't have people standing in line to take your job, so we appreciate you guys very much. So and thanks for all the information. Like like he said, if you have any questions, just uh, get with get with some of us, and we'll point you the right direction. And if you have ideas, like he said, we're we're an open door, and we're looking for suggestions on how to make things better. I mean, like like Jamie said, this we're this is a family here, and so we need to work together on things. So. Uh, hopefully you received a bulletin on your way in if not grab one on your way out there's a lot of information in there and I'm going to add a uh, couple more things here uh, remember all the folks on our prayer requests uh, have one addition to that i uh, like to send out our sympathy to the family of Tim Trowbridge I don't know if you all remember Tim or not he used to attend here uh, prior to COVID he would come with his daughter Marissa well evidently he passed away this past week and the service is today at Irvin uh, Dotson Uh, from 1 to 2 so keep the Bridge family in your prayers I know they would appreciate that and all the others there is there any updates on any of our prayer requests? okay Uh, on upcoming events tonight is the Moonlight Bowling so that's from 8 till midnight and there will be food served they will have pizza and drinks if you want to bring chips and desserts you can do that Uh, we may even have a them all reminder this afternoon but that's tonight so everyone's invited to come and participate in that uh the girls lock in is january the 27th and the father daughter gala will be february the 4th and ladies craft nights february 6th and winterfest is coming at 17th through 19th so get get the your name in on that one as well uh, home groups we are going to have home groups this spring it'll be uh in March. It'll be for four weeks, but we're going to skip Easter Sunday. So it'll be a five-week period, but we'll be skipping Easter Sunday. So be thinking about that, and if you're willing to open up your home for home groups, we will be, uh, we'll be—we'll definitely be needing some homes, some volunteers for that. So think about that and, and be ready uh, for that coming. It's always a good time. Let's see. I think I covered everything in there. Remember our service tonight at six, and Wednesday at seven, and uh, we'll be back together then. Got one more addition uh, Aaron mentioned about Howe's Mill. Uh, there'll be a men's wild game dinner at Howe's Mill, uh, Friday, February the third, at 5.30. There's a sign-up sheet in the back to sign up for that. The cost is $25 per person. Uh, we'll be meeting here at the building and leaving about 4.15. So if you need any more details, you can see Sean about that. I guess it's something they do every year, and they will be having a guest speaker. Uh, Greg Cheshire will be speaking. And the menu will consist of eight ounce ostrich steak. I don't know how many of y'all's ever had ostrich steak. You don't see too many ostriches around here anymore. (laughs) So this might be your opportunity to participate and get some fellowship and have some ostrich steaks. So, uh, Isaiah, you don't offer ostrich hunts up there, do you? No ostriches. Ah, okay. Well, evidently West Virginia's overrun with them, so this will be your chance to <laughs> This will be your chance to participate in that. So it sounds like a pretty good time. Is there any other announcements? Anything that needs to be mentioned? All right. If you would uh, stand with me, and we will be dismissed with a word of prayer and enjoy your afternoon father in heaven we thank you so much for this day father we thank you for allowing us to be here to meet together as your family as your children lord i pray that you would encourage us that we would take the things we studied here this morning things we heard we would truly be real with you and real with each other lord that we would uh, have the love and the joy that you've shed upon us lord and pray that we would share that with others Lord, we pray for those on our prayer list, those that's going through difficult times. We ask that you would heal them and bless them. We ask a special prayer for the Trowbridge family and, and the loss there, Lord. We would comfort them. Lord, we ask that you would uh, continue to bless this country. Lord, we pray that we would stay focused on you, Lord, that we would have a revival in this country, Lord. That hearts would turn to you, Lord. For those that are struggling uh, spiritually, Lord, we ask that you would strengthen them. And for those that yet not obeyed the gospel, Lord, we pray that they would see the need to do that before it's eternally too late, Lord. We thank you for all the ways you bless us each and every day, Lord, and we especially thank you for your son, Jesus. And we ask that you would go with us now, and we pray all this, and we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. When
0: I, say farewell,
5: when I say-